This is Podcast Karaoke with Wacey Anderson. Hello there. The angel from my nightmare. The shadow in the background of the morgue. Where you're expecting victims. Of darkness in the valley. We can live like Jack and Sally if we want. Where you can always find me. We'll have Halloween on Christmas. And in the night we'll wish this never ends. We'll wish this never ends. That's my favorite part. Miss you, miss you. Miss you, miss you. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I need somebody and always. The six strings darkness. Creeping up and talking every time. As I stare, I counted. The webs from all the spiders. Catching things and eating their insides. Like indecision to call you. Hear their voice of treason. Will you come home and stop this pain tonight? Stop this pain tonight. Don't waste your time on me. You're already the voice inside my head. I miss you, miss you. <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs> that was like two minutes worth of, bo- of uh, podcast. I've actually karaoke that song before in a real bar. Oh, yeah? I love that song. That might have been, we might have overdone that. That might have been too much. But people are going to like it. I hope so. Maybe we'll just cut off the beginning. Or something. I don't know. Maybe Just the let end. roll. Give I don't the know. people what they want. <laughs> the people want me to karaoke. Oh, man. Okay. Here we are. Episode 49. 49. This is Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wasey. Thanks for listening to that. On a snow Whatever day. that was. That was good. <laughs> it was even better... When it was, you were just singing and it's in your headphones, but it's not in the kitchen. Yeah. I, yeah. That part's funny. I feel bad for, she's like, I feel bad for Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Karaoke sounds a lot better with music behind it. Oh, yeah. Especially my voice. Yeah. Like, like I'm, a, like, I'm it's not, like a mixture of, it's like a mixture of, uh, I'm not a bad singer, but I'm not a great singer. I don't know who I would compare you to. Nobody really, because Fergie and Jesus? No, because they're actually good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do some. I'll do some Fergie if I have to. Put on, put on my no big, no big girls don't cry. <laughs> oh, love, the, love that. Song. That was good. Hey, Wacy here. So we're gonna. <laughs> hey, kick, Dad. We're gonna kick things off real good here, right off the bat. Uh-oh. So, so I've got a story for you. Oh no! Is it about me? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, not okay, about okay, you. Okay, okay, it's okay, not okay. about you. Oh, it's kind okay. of for you. So the other day in Brooks, I got to hook up the phone. We got to call. We're gonna call what? somebody. Right? <laughs> what? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Um. Okay, so so here's the deal. So the other day in Brooks, I was we were at the we're at the uh, we're at the hotel. What do you got a tweet coming in there? What's oh, I just seen that you got tagged. I got tagged in your story. Oh right yeah, yeah, that's right. So we're doing we're we're doing some stuff here. Okay, so I gotta I want to dial this in here in a bit, but okay, so we're in Brooks and we're at the hotel on Saturday afternoon after the Slack and whatnot, uh-huh. and. Uh, Buck orders in a bunch of sandwiches from the Brooks Hotel, and we're kind of all hanging out there. Committee volunteers, everybody. Dave Polson's there. Uh, uh, you know, a bunch of the crew from the rodeo. Buck mm-hmm. Christman. So Buck is at the rodeo here, and there's... Uh, or we're at the hotel, and there's a bridal shower going on down the hallway, and some for some reason, like, everybody knows everybody in Brooks. So Buck goes down 
to the bridal shower and he invites the the ladies over to the party. He's like, yeah, I have a couple sandwiches, you know, like, you know, like just being friendly, like small town, whatever. So then, he, then he's like making fun of me. He's like, or not really making fun of me, but he's giving me, uh, giving me a hard time and, and trying to set me up with the, with the girls there from the bridal shower. And like, he didn't know that, that I'm with storm or whatnot. So, you know, it's okay, whatever. That way I just kind of play along with it. So we're at the rodeo later that night though. And we work the perf and whatnot. And one of the guys, on the committee, the security man brings over this this uh, phone number from Tanisha. Cool. <laughs> from Brooks. And I'm kind of like, oh, geez. And it says for Teddy from... Single and... Yeah, the single one from the bridal shower. Single and cupcakes? Yeah, they gave us cupcakes too. Oh, nice. They made cupcakes. So I was going to... So that's where I come in. Yeah, that's where Wacy oh. comes in. I'm gonna. We're going to call up Tanisha right oh, now. Oh, no. <laughs> Does she know? Oh no! I'm just gonna call her. Oh out. no! And I'm gonna I'm gonna set you guys up on the podcast. <laughs> so here we go. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. So we're gonna go. Okay. Yolo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, do this poor girl. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't want, I could because I don't want to be rude. Like I'm not gonna just no, like, ghost her. Yeah, it's you. I should probably. It's been like a week, so I like you know the the right thing to do is like call and say hey, you know, sorry. I don't because I don't want to want to think like I'm an asshole and I kind of right, like, yeah. just blew her off or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so we're doing this on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we probably can't. It's probably not legal. You can't record a part of the show that uh, way. Well, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, we can't do that for we the might show. Get right foip, now. Might get foip. Might get We got to do it after. That's oh. good. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know where we go from here. Uh, I'm kind of mind my I'm mind bottled right now. It's like when your mind's in a bottle. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I was trying to help you out. Wait. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it, but it's just uh. it's funny that this like scenario is just <laughs> funny. But you know, it's whatever. Everybody knows a lot about my love life as it is, so gotta yeah. keep the people updated. Yeah. So we'll get back to you on the next Tanisha. segment. What yeah. To Tanisha. If it's one o'clock, probably get a call back at yeah. some point. Well, if she's working, it won't, probably won't be till after work. Yeah. So next show. Next show. We'll update you on the next show. Yeah. With how it went with Wacy and Tanisha. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting ready for the Bachelor. What, what we should have asked Aww. is if she can. Come to the Bachelor show uh, before we be a, one of the contestants in February. We're just like doing some early planning here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great, awesome, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> okay, this uh, this show we're gonna talk to uh, Buddy Vars, Bull Rider. Did uh, J Rock, J Rock. So we'll uh, we'll be back after this with uh, with Mister Parsonage. How's that sound? Groovy, groovy. Hey, this is Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy. We're back. This is episode number 49. Nice. Yeah. Almost 50, man. It's good, isn't it, Wace? I'm more pumped for episode 69. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he'd go there right off the bat. We've got, our, uh, we've got our guest on the line today, though. He's calling into us from Maple Creek, Saskatchewan, the number two man in the PBR Canadian standings. Almost ready to go back to his fifth Canadian finals rodeo. He's number five in the CPRA. 
and he was the runner-up at this year's Calgary Stampede in the bull riding title. He's the cowboy, as Brett Gardner would say. Jerry Wayne. Jared Parsonage. <laughs> hey, guys. How's she going? And top, top 40 in the world. Yeah, like number 37 today. I That's mean, pretty cool. He could be going to the world finals this year. Could be going. Could be the Canadian champ for 50 grand. Got a lot of stuff on the go, what would, If you win the 50 grand, what are you going to do with it? What's your first purchase? Uh, it's probably cows. going to go towards a bunch of cows. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew I, knew I knew it. I knew it. called. That's sweet. If, not a bad if that's not cliche. That's a good investment, though. You can never go wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it just depends. <laughs> yeah. It could go wrong. It could go, it could go wrong. Hopefully not. But 40 Ideally centimeters not. of snow is kind of like a little rough this yeah, time that's of year, not too. Good for the cow part. No. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, are you? Do you go to any more tour events at UTBs before the end of the year? No, I don't know. I haven't really made up my mind on what I'm going to do on those yet. Uh, I'm going to say probably not. I don't know. I don't really. Uh, I guess in, I'm not in the hunt for a world title, and trying like what I've been doing in Canada is making me the world final. So, what the heck? I just uh, pretty content. Not a big fan of the traveling. I won't even lie, and. Uh, the, what I'm doing is working and try and save some bulls and kind of rest up a little bit. Get kind of healed up a little bit, been a little bit soared up. So get healed up a few things of nag through the summer and get ready for the big fall run. And, uh, well, these next couple events too, we were just talking the other day, Jared, and you're going to go, we got Grand Prairie, which will be uh, finished before this show goes out actually too. But then we've got, uh, Abbotsford and Edmonton on the Monster Energy Tour, and then like that's kind of you got three events to make the World Finals if you're going to do it now, basically. Yeah, and you know I'm not really honestly looking at. It. Sometimes I find myself looking at it, sweating it a little bit, but then I kind of look at it and don't really sweat it too much. The amount of points they give away at those, and heck, you know, guys got to win pretty much at the top to gain a hundred points and the at the UTBs. So what the heck, might as well stay in Canada and try and do it. Well, you can win 170 on at the Monster Tour events here now, so you can basically win yeah. 340. You can win 400 points in Canada if you were to win all three events. Mm-hmm. And not saying yeah, that that's and, go ahead, go ahead. Well, and I probably that would put me well within like the top 25. Oh yeah, exactly. Maybe the top 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd be way in there. So, and I mean that's not that far out of the realistic. It's not. It's not that far fetched to really do that because a couple <laughs> like last year you won McGrath and then you won Abbotsford in the fall, like and. I mean, you're due yeah. for a win, too. Yeah, guy gets on a little roll. Next thing you know, you've won a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Jared, I want to uh, kick things off here today kind of and bullshit more about something we talked about back in the spring where you told me, and, and it was something that, you know, we've, ta- we've talked a ton of different times, and I want to do something kind of different each time about different things, but you really were telling me that you were a stats guy, and I just want to talk about kind of the stats side of things and how you're follow the numbers and you're kind of like I don't want to put any any words in your mouth but just kind of just kind yeah. of you know that way I just want to speak on that and, and let you go on that for a while I don't know I've always thought it was kind of it's kind of a neat thing that's been I guess as technology evolved and things are more followed than when like say the PBR started and stuff it's kind of like all the other sports major professional sports everything's under a number and figured in one way or another percentage and number something like you look at baseball hockey or whatever it is and now bull riding it's kind of neat like i would i don't really know where you guys might be able to chime in where it started like pro bull stats got all that stuff on there that's probably like i think he was 97 slate started that 97 the stats guy 
Yeah, yeah I think so. He's probably the pioneer of the stats in our sport, probably. But but then yeah. again, he was the first one to put it online where there's probably guys that had notebooks and stuff that were kind of like rudimentary stats back in the day. Yeah, yeah, but not near as in-depth as he is. Oh, yeah. So but, uh, how much time do you spend on Pro Bowl stats? Oh, not a whole lot. <laughs> a little bit. I just always found that I've always just looked at the, you know, I've always noticed the trend career last three or four years been, you know, when I've had lots of success at the stop, top and stuff, that the guys that are winning have the highest riding percentages, the highest riding percentages in the short run, the best riding percentages against the top end bulls. It's pretty much just like tells the story of who's going to do the winning and more or less, you know, and it really tells my big thing is uh, quality over quantity. It shows the guys that just go to a million events, went a little bit here, there at the top, but they don't really, uh, they aren't really the guys that are winning uh, regularly. They just are getting yelled by, by going to more numbers versus the guys that when they're there as like, I think like the perfect example back in the day would have been like Chad Bestplug. He didn't go very much, but he won everywhere he went, right? Well, then you compare it to got- a guy like Donnie Gay that went to 150 rodeos and, and made the finals. Yeah, right? yeah and like went everywhere. So, you know, uh, guy in my opinion that's doing it to a T this year is Jordan Hansen and then FR. Wait, he hasn't gone hardly anybody. He's really kicked their ass everywhere he's went. Well, and then he's so, won. He's won forty five thousand in Canada alone too, which has been a big yep. push for that. He's won. You know, if you win forty five in Canada and he's won sixty five in the states, that's one hundred and hundred and ten thousand and makes makes him the finals this year on a on a hefty year though. If where it's taken a hundred thousand to make the NFR, it's kind of a yeah, new holy, high. Yeah, that's yeah, holy lord, that's a, crazy. But yeah, it's kind of one of those things, you know. Looking on, I guess I got to realize that. As you get older, when you're in your early 20s and late teens, the number of bulls you get on doesn't really mean as much to you as when you get a little bit older. And I'm not saying that I'm old or anything, but you damn sure feel the effect of it a little more, it seems like, every year. So you want to get the most out of the bulls you get on kind of thing. And I think the, the numbers are kind of what a small part that tells the tale of that. Where did you start getting into the numbers? Was this like a hockey thing or when you were a kid? Or like did you look at like old stats and stuff from back in the day like from the finals or the pbr or like where where'd you start thinking that way always kind of always was followed i'm always followed in the hawks you know as a kid and stuff and then always like looking back i always like looking back at them old guys on pro bowl stats myself like looking how good they were what they like world champion years how good they were i don't know i was always kind of intrigued by that stuff like how they put together big time years you look back and and it's crazy looking to get back guys like Bo Hill and Mike Lee on their pro bull stats, 85 zillion bulls they've been on <laughs> and stuff. And how like a guy like Bo, how successful he's been for so many years getting on that many bulls. It's just crazy. You look at it compared to like a lot of other guys. And then you look at like guys that are 90 or nothing, stuff like that. And you can find all that stuff if you're bored enough. <laughs> Got time to look around. Some time in the, in the winter in Maple Creek, I suppose. Mm-hmm. or traveling driving yeah driving or sitting in an airport that's the best place to that stuff so. oh yeah it's cool how accessible all that information is now too even like how timely the new records are updated from event to event like you can find out something about a bull you saw a weekend before oh. yeah instantly it's pretty, you know, it's pretty cool and then with social media and everything it doesn't take you very long to find a video it seems like on 80 percent of bulls well and how much do you use the videos on pro bull stats Quite a bit, but it's it's all right there. Then, right, you look up bull, there's videos, and bang, you got her. The research is over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so looking at the stats this year, we talked about it the other day again too. But 
but you've uh, you had a really hot spring, and then the summer kind of tapered off a little bit in the in the PBR mm-hmm. Canada side of things. I just kind of want to yeah. mention that a little bit, and just kind of I, I thought you might have been following the standings a little bit too much, or you know, just like something I kind of saw. Maybe you were, you know, it just wasn't you just weren't riding the same really the the last no. you know the last couple of months. Yeah, no, I watched like you know it's good up there too. I guess after Calgary, I really buggered up my hand. Probably cost me a month of any luck. Couldn't even hold on to the milk with my hand. It was all buggered up. So that kind of trying to ride hurt. I'm not very good at that. I guess just not a guy that's just not tough enough for that. <laughs> but, but looking, yeah, I guess this year, I guess that's really the only every year for like the last three years, it seems like I've had a major sort of injury in June. <laughs> Bad well, timing. Put me out most of the summer, pretty much. You know, I broke my jaw, my foot, and wrecked a hip or smashed my foot apart and stuff like that. So this is the first year that I've kind of gone all year, and it summer hasn't really gone that good as compared to, like, the spring and fall to have those other years, like, high riding percentage and stuff. I think my riding percentage is probably still above 50%, which is pretty good, but not as good as I would say that I'm used to having, per se. But, you know, it's kind of one of those things I guess you get older, you look at it, and don't let it worry you too much. If a guy worries about all that shit too much, you'll drive yourself crazy. I actually look kind of got to do your job. <laughs> I actually looked at it the other day, and you're only one percent behind last year in Canada, but you've been to almost twice as many events. Yeah, and that's I've never ever gone to this many events. I think I've gone to like, I yeah, like I said, usually half, like max out at like twenty PBR Canada events throughout the whole year. Mm-hmm. So why more this I'm, year? I don't know. Been healthy through the summer. Been able to go to them. Yeah, I guess. And this <laughs> this fifty thousand dollar bonus too has been a bit of a game changer as well. Yeah, it's helped out. But you know, I guess really when it comes down to the PBR counterfinals, isn't a lot different than the CFR. You just got to get there within close striking range of number one, and then get on a heater at the finals near Canadian champ. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Same yeah. thing with the world finals, I suppose too. If you're Same. In the, th- in the to an extent, like the guys yeah. in the world standings, though, like those top four way ahead. spread on them. It's not mm-hmm. really realistic for everybody else. But in the, you know, in the in Canada, but guys within a few hundred points of number one spot in the in the PBR Canada standings, it's anybody's game. Well, because there's twenty two hundred points at the finals, so it's it's yeah. really open. And you know, guys have rode their ass off all uh, all summer, spring, summer, and fall to gather up twenty five hundred points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you get hot at the right time, that's usually the key. Good finals usually wins Canadian titles. You got to have good finals. Mm-hmm. Well, I want, speaking of Canadian finals and and titles and whatnot, you uh, kind of tricked us in in Brooks the other night and went and won the team rope. And or you were you were leading the team rope after the first night. You guys never you didn't end up winning. But did you guys get a check out of that? Like you only needed three checks to get a chance in the all around there. You you kind of started a little late though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a check out of that. Uh, Riley Roy's partner, Tyrell Fwelling, which was Canadian champ, very talented, was gone. I don't know where he was, but is it airport? Japan. His plane, yeah, his, yeah, Japan. His plane got delayed or something, and he couldn't make it. So Riley called me that afternoon, like four, and asked about heel for him. And I was like, yeah, that's no big deal for sure. Do that. So I guess I've always dang sure always rope plots my whole life, and still do rope quite a bit and stuff it's big you rope damn rope good <laughs> yeah well, don't lie to us i've seen day. you rope my whole life you rope damn good <laughs> yeah yeah i was more of a roper in high school rodeo and everything than i was a bull rider no shit 
kind of stuff. Probably was more of a roper even when I went to college than I was a bull rider. Where did you go to college, Jared? Weatherford, Texas. No way. Yeah. You hung out sometimes. Three years. <laughs> you went to Weatherford for three years. Yep. And you were yep. more so roping than riding bulls down there. No way. Mm, yeah, I, I rode bulls. That's where I had most of my successes in the bull riding, but I dang sure roped a lot of cows and team roped a lot. I had, had little success there in the roping too. Mm. You know, badass. Probably. Spent a lot. We roped every day. Holy. Kind of thing. Well, Can't ride a, bulls every day very good. So, oh, that's, rope. that's a good way to get better at that, though, too, especially in, in that area when you can do it every day from September oh, yeah. to April. The college yeah, I went to quit having practices after October. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and we didn't have like, any rough stock practices till like. Yeah. That was Ranger, though. That yeah. was a pretty skeezy place to hang it was, out. Wasn't yeah, it? it was. It wasn't the best. Like, did you even go there? I forgot Jared? you went there. What's that? I forgot you went over. You went to the yeah, Rangers man. or whatever. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a sweet because it was. It was. I was down there. You were down there. Ashton Lehman was down there. Yeah, uh, bunch yeah. of bunch of us were down there. So it was, the college rodeos were so much fun because we all all this. They, they were a ton of fun. Yeah, it was good times. What's your guys' best we're, college rodeo story? It uh, can't be told. <laughs> it can't be told. What What can you tell? <laughs> I don't even remember. What's that? What, uh, what was that rodeo up in like the Panhandle, like just by the Oklahoma border? Not where they had two percent beer. Oh, what rodeo? Yeah, we went up there, and Kane Larson was going to school in uh, Panhandle, Panhandle State or whatever. And yeah, Oklahoma. OPSU, yeah. right? Yeah. The Bronco. So he, he came down. And met, he came down and met a bunch of us, and we got this hotel room. And there's probably eight or nine of us sleeping in the hotel room. Eight or nine? Yeah. So we're dr- driving back <laughs> to the rodeo grounds. We don't have enough room in the truck. So Kane and I are laying in the back of this pickup in the bed drinking oh, beer. really? Like just so we get the cops in. The 2% us. Oklahoma style. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then we we ended up like, I ended up sleeping under the sink. It was a, it was a shit show. In the hotel? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I remember movie. waking up in the back of a truck one time in Stephenville. <laughs> we went to this house party on the street and I just woke oh, up in the back of a truck. Man, the crazy. We went, they had this. Like a, eight o'clock in the morning. Like I slept quite a while. They had the CBR event at in Stephenville, like my first two weeks down there. So we went, yeah. we rode to this event, and then we went to the concert after. And there's there's just people carrying around bag of wine, so we we're playing slap the bag all night. <laughs> I had probably like one of the worst hangovers of my whole life. The next oh, day it was man. brutal. Holy, Good them times. guys used to do that all the time. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible, terrible stuff. It'll oh, kill man. you. Oh. Remember? Uh, do you remember Alpine, the dirt floor? Yeah. What bar was that? The Crystal. Dirt the Crystal, floor, yeah. The bar? Crystal. They had dollar they beers. Had the dirt floor. All dollar beers the one night. Man, Alpine was such yeah. a cool spot. I remember going there one time. It's crazy because like you're driving and it's like desolate desert. You're down near Mexico. And then all of a sudden you hit these beautiful mountains in this nice little town and yeah. it's like right by the border. It's beautiful. Like yeah, it's, it's like so damn cool. it's damn close to Mexico, wasn't it? Yeah. Like wasn't it just across the, the river from yeah, Mexico? the border? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, I forgot. Mexico. I forgot about the crystal, man. That place is sweet. That's some fun. Yeah, there. that was one of my favorite places, the dirt floor and the crystal. Yeah. And like the dollar beer. Yeah. And then they had all the Mexican beer in there, remember? And you, I just, you just had at her. Oh, man. Yeah. Fun. You just drank all the beer. And you, but you needed, none of us were ever 21 either. Like, what was, what did you guys have to do to get into the bars? Dude, well, they then, let like, you, uh, if you're 18, you could go in the bar. But you had the big X's on yeah. your head, yeah. right? Just go in the washroom yeah, and wash them off. Yeah, you're good to go. Our places like Alpine and the crystal, they really didn't care. Yeah, I guess. They're just happy to have a bunch of people in town. Yeah, the only the only yeah. place I had to do that was uh, Lubbock. We went to the bar in Lubbock, and what happened in Lubbock? Yeah, there like, was that big heat. X on your hand. I had to wash uh, it off, but it was good. And then I guess sometimes at yeah. Neon Moon in Fort Worth, that's used a real there. place. We used to go yeah. there a lot. Yeah. Oh dang! Back in the glory days. Back in our wilder days. Did they play yeah. Neon Moon by Brooks and Dunn? Oh on yeah. Repeat? yeah. Oh yeah. That was their opening or closer. Had to. 
probably the closing song of the night. Yeah, they probably played it four or five times a night. <laughs> <laughs> Brooks and Dunn just One were. Hour. They just stayed there all the time. Ah, good mm-hmm. times. Good times. So it's then, on repeat. You must have went to the college finals a couple times, Jared. I didn't really didn't do my homework. I'm sorry, yeah. but you must have gone a couple times. Like, what have what have did you qualify in any of the time event stuff? That wasn't pretty tough to do, but did you? No, I just the yeah that reading down there was crazy. Tough oh, it's intense. I missed the. I just missed the college finals one year in the team open. Really, in the team open, and I was actually heading. No <laughs> way. Really. Who'd you rope with? A uh, kid from there named Chance Gasperson. Okay, so uh, he just went to school there, and you got hooked up with him. Yeah, good friend, really, really close friend. Uh, still is his uh, his family's from down there, and yeah, we just with a little bit of luck we could have and stuff. So yeah, no. Then I went in the bull riding the one year in the bull riding. I won around and ended up placed again, and I think I ended up like seventh or eighth maybe i don't remember but that was the year joe frost won it Paige kimsey was there ty wallace uh nevada newman holy there crap was like a whole bunch and then like orrin larson was older it was his last year he won like bareback ride and like all them guys in that age were there down to like the younger guys and then like clay elliott zeke a bunch of those guys i think were just starting the bronc ride and there's like a lot of guys that turned out to be really good cowboys there well, that that one year i really remember you would have been like you made it out of the southwest like don't they only take the top three and you were top three in the southwest like that'd been who are you yeah, i was second when i the year i ended up second that year we kind of run away with the ty wallace won the region which he's been in the nfr three or four times mm-hmm. uh i was second and then you remember you know cody heffernan from australia yeah absolutely yep he was third Oh, no way. So who else was in there that didn't make it? Um, There was a few in there, and I, you know. Wasn't, wasn't Chandler going down? Like Chandler Bounce, he was gone. When we He's a bit down. older, yeah, though, he isn't he? Older, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of who else was going when we were down there. I can't remember. There was some good ones that come through there. I remember Harv um, Stewart was in our region when I was oh, there. Oh, who's... Wasn't Ty Ellis' yeah. buddy going who made... From Odessa. Who made, He's made the NFR a couple times. Oh, what's his name? Ah. Uh, well... Uh, Oh, there it's Ty Wallace. Like, it's Ty like, Wallace, sorry. Yeah, Ty Wallace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you doing last night? Wait, yeah, oh, man. Been a lost, been no, you're lost. Wait. Yeah. There was, oh, Riker Carter was running with Ty Wallace. And oh, yeah. Vaughn Danley, that little crew, but they haven't had quite the success that those guys have had. That's wild. I have a really I'm cool Jared again. story. Okay, go ahead. Remember, <clears throat> remember would have been CCA finals in 2009? Like, you were in, like, it was the year after I made the juniors and you met, you were there. My brother was riding. Yeah. Remember when you, yep. Jared was 84 points. Uh, like, it was either the Friday night or Saturday afternoon round, and he had the highest mark score out of the whole week in the bull riding and the junior bull riding. And this was in the junior, junior was, bull riding. Yeah. You were like, it was, like sh- it was a Schellenberg bull that went right down to the yep. left in your hand and you just, yeah, it was awesome. Big gray bull. Yeah. Yeah. That bull was cool. I Big. remember watching him all summer. Yeah, I remember. I remember that, and then remember Kane Larson was there, and I think, I think I lost. Me and Kane ended up in a ride off. Yeah, you guys, right? Yeah, you rode off. Yeah, you rode it off. Yeah, and he beat me. But remember, the round he got on, he got on what would ended up being bombs away. Oh, really? Well, yeah, knocked me out in cameras, right? Oh, I guess yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It was it was crazy because like we would like be able to pick the bulls for. For the for the Ooh. finals, and then but with the Schellenbergs, yep. we just bring a trailer load of whatever they had. They would they would be good. Yeah, it was and crazy. Bought, but they were like rather intimidating. Oh yeah, the the year after, 
I think Red. I think Red Stag ended up there one year too in the juniors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As I remember Bombs Lake because he like twenty two that bull there. I remember seeing where everybody couldn't believe how hard he bucked the big little kind of slab side red rock face just right there, left up and down. Yeah, no, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, because there was some good. My yeah. brother got some like because they had seal skin and like some really good bulls. Yep. What well, even yeah, the year before when I was there, we had biodiesel and like all these bulls had been all getting bucked in the open. Bulls. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, back in the CCA days, there was. Yeah, it was, and when it was in Regina, it was a good final. Too. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because did you did you make you twenty thirteen was your last year you made it in the bull riding, right? Then you went. Yeah, was you pro? Okay, yeah. Twenty thirteen was last year I made it in the bull riding. I think I went three. Did make twice in the bull riding. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, because you didn't make it the 20, year I won it. No, you, were, you weren't I there. You were pro. You were pro rodeoing. Yeah. Yeah, twenty eleven and twenty thirteen. I think. Right. Right. That's when I went. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Remember, it was used to be pretty tough. Like there was, I guess we can call them old guys because they're older enough. But there was always that crew of guys from out there, like the Bobby Stevens, Corey oh, man. Guinness, yeah, ben Redhead Bobby, JJ yeah. Koopman, all those guys. That could I remember the one year Ben? Pretty good. Remember that last run of rodeos? It was Central Butte, um, Wapella, and St. Rose, and Ben Kincaid won every single one of them one year. He was like mm-hmm. eighty six. And then he went and was like 87 in, in Wapella. Like it was crazy. The one, one year in Central Butte, yeah. there was like, it was like 87. I think there's an 87, 88, 85, like an 84. Like bottom hole was like 82 points. It was crazy. Holy. That was, yeah. the, year, that was the year Bobby Stevens rode Wango Tango. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It used yeah. to be pretty tough. Like some of them rodeos. Even I remember Warman that one year too. It was, I think, Caddy and, some, and um, Blair Hansen were 87 in Warman. Both eighty seven. Yep. There's like Royce was eighty five, and there's eighty. Like it was crazy. Bottom hole was eighty three or eighty four points. Yeah, it was pretty tough. <laughs> it yeah, tough. it was wild. <laughs> yeah. So you're no. uh, with doing all the different time events over the years, Jared, and whatnot. Like you're really focused on the bull riding side of things now. But would the all around thing like does that ever cross your mind? Oh yeah, it's crossed my mind numerous times. Uh, I had a little luck in the capital when I first came back from school and was roping lots, but. As you bull riding and calf roping don't get along very good because there's quite a bit of athletic activity required to be a good calf roper. <laughs> when you're banged up in the bull riding and everything's sore and hurt, your hips and knees and whatnot else, it's kind of difficult to get off on the run and then run down there and maintain yourself. <laughs> it's not there's, really being a being a team roper is a little easier. There's probably been a few times where you got wrecked out worse in the in the calf roping than the bull riding. Yep, I I broke my ankle in Texas roping cows. I got like seven plates or seven screws in a plate in my ankle from a cow roping rack. Holy shit! What was that like going to the hospital in the states too? You must have had some kind of insurance down there. What'd you do that way? Well, you have college college rodeos insurance, and I was my mom worked at the bank, and that was covered under her insurance. But yeah, oh. went in to uh, Tandy, lined me up with a foot and ankle specialist, and they fixed her down there, tore all the legs up and everything. Dang, that would have wrecked one of your college rodeo years too. Wrecked the whole year. I was on crutches. I broke it in April and I was on crutches for 16 weeks because they put two screws right through the middle of it. That would have been 2012 then, I would imagine. Yep, that was 2012. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. That's the year I never went anywhere. Hung out at home. Yeah, Rode I guess. Tractor. Yeah. <laughs> Ranching. But yeah, no, that was, it was, it's good. And, you know, I think uh, I will one day. Like the team opens hard because. Like, say at Brooks, I got to rope with Riley Roy, which is a CFR header, really good header. Mm-hmm. But those guys aren't going to rope with me all the time, right? And 
you know, they're a good chance. They give you lots of looks to lots of chances to win money. So it's hard to find a guy like that unless you commit to it. And I'd have to work on my healing quite a bit right now to be like that caliber of healer. And right now the bull riding main focus. So that might be later on in my career when I can dedicate a little more time to team roping and maybe going to more like the smaller rodeos throughout the summer. Like that, like to me, like the North run and stuff like that, where I don't really go anymore riding bulls, but I got to go there team roping. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah, that makes and, sense. Know, dedicate so, to a partner because it's hard working it. Like I last year, Steel Foley roped with me at a, three or four spring rodeos, but we were always screwed up. So I was trying to go to PBR and this, yeah. that here, and I was like, "This isn't fair to him at all." So I was, you know, I didn't feel he could go as obviously he's a super good header. He wasn't wanting to go that much at the time, but I was like, "Heck, find somebody else that can rope with get a few because." my scheduling and everything just isn't good for this to work. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. And you like, you're going to so many events when you go to the PBRs and the pro roadies mm-hmm. at the same time, it's, you're not got, you just don't have enough time. It's barely, you barely got enough time to go to both the PBRs and the rodeos. And now that you've got this many more bull ridings on schedule, you know, like it's just tough to make it all work. Oh, for sure. And like, you know, you look at, uh, the spring, the rodeos guys just going to the big rodeos. I, you guy, once you get a little older and, a little better you like to go to just the big rodeos well when all the americans and everything up here in the time events that's no place for me to be team open <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well <laughs> i guess it's just goals. guys just got to focus on what you gotta what you want to do and even you've you've done a hell of a job to get to everything this year to be able to be in contention on both sides yeah that's easier said than done yeah definitely well we <laughs> uh we're already uh, getting along in this show here today, Jared. I want to ask you, we got to ask you one thing we ask everyone, but what's your, uh, we got to ask what your definition of cowboy shit is. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I guess my definition of cowboy shit seems I live a little more of the old, old school cowboy lifestyle than most people. It's, I would say it's getting up in the early, early in the morning and going out there and putting in a full day's work uh, out by yourself, nothing around. Nobody around out in the wide open, quiet space, just chasing cows, taking care of doing actual cowboy things, real cowboy things. That's, that's kind my of, definition of cowboy shit. That's real kind of cowboy thing. Oh yeah. Well that and that's kind of what you get to do a lot of times during the week when you're home. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky that's the lifestyle I get to live. So yeah, I would say I would say a cowboy my definition of cowboy shit ain't a guy that puts on his hat to go to the rodeo and you'll catch him in a ball cap and sneakers afterwards. If you got live, wears her every day, lives her every day. That's the definition of cowboy shit to me. I don't think I've ever seen you wear a ball cap, Jared. <laughs> I got a couple kicking around. Don't wear them. I've too seen often, it one though. time, I think. Two times. I'm trying to think. But that was a long time ago. <laughs> was what we were traveling He's to. Changed. We were traveling to Cadogan, I think, from Kindersley. We were rodeoing together one weekend. Anywhere. <laughs> I can't remember. I had, a, I had a cap with me. When I, think I golf, so. I wear my ball cap when I golf. That's, that's allowable. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Allowable. Well, tell I us. I get my ball cap and my collared shirt out and everything. I don't wear the khakis, though. <laughs> yeah. The khakis are pretty sweet, though. You you Once you try them out, you might like When them. you golf? Oh, yeah. Wear my, wear my old Wranglers purse when you're golfing. Why wouldn't you? You got to maintain MWZs. Yeah. Boy yeah. Jacobson pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, get out the khakis, though, when I get more serious about my golf game. Yeah, that's the golf The khakis, they're, they're pretty freeing. They're, you know, there's, there's a lot of room for mm-hmm. activities. In the khakis, it's, yeah. they're pretty sweet. Probably gain like 15 yards on a drive. Yeah, I mean, you could. You get some more swing action there. Yeah. Like The stretch of the pants allows you to really, really get after Get some that. more torque on the swing. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, I want it. might be beneficial. Yeah. 
I want to ask more about boat during the week, Jared. Like, like, tell us about the place you guys got Maple Creek, like around the area there, and what you know what the average day looks like when you guys are are working around home. Yeah, uh, pretty lucky. Live, uh, well, truth be known, just simply put it, live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, we're thirty-five miles from town out here. I think, heck, we got a one neighbor that's two miles away, and then the next closest neighbor is like five miles away, and. Big empty country, old family ranch. My family came here in 1899 to the area, to the Cypress Hills on the south side. And it's kind of buried. The family's split off now. There's four or five different places that are all connected, but they're just all separate cousins and stuff like that and whatnot. And then our place here, we, we run her here and take care of it. And it's me and dad and mom here and whatnot. So. Yeah, day-to-day activities, I guess. This time here, it's pretty much kind of fall work, doing some crow work, bales or stacks, stuff like that. Summer, you're haying and checking cows. Not too much, they're pretty much on their own. And springtime, it's lots of calving stuff, branding, all that. So, I don't know, spring, summer, and fall, there doesn't really seem like there's very much downtime here. I know my rodeo schedule, I've been, I guess, kind of miss out. Lots of guys, they hang out after a rodeo or stay for the night or hang out for the week. but most of the time, I got to drive home all night, get home at two or three in the morning, just to try and get home and get some stuff done. And it kind of sucks at the time, but looking at it, I wouldn't change it for the world. It's a pretty good opportunity I'm have to be able to have when I'm done riding bulls. And something I definitely don't want to let slip away. It's something that I love doing and hope to hope to keep expanding on. So when you're uh, when you're done riding, that's the plan to go, you know, take over the family ranch and and whatnot there in Maple yeah, Creek. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what I, honestly, this is what I got some cows of my own and whatnot and everything else and any money, all the money I've made and put away and saved riding bulls, this is what it's going towards. So this is, this is my plan after bull riding and kind of, you got to keep working on it all the time, but I can picture myself doing anything else. Keep doing more cowboy shit. Yep. Literally. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, uh, I want to, I want to ask about uh, a few of your goals, like moving forward, what do you want to accomplish in your bull riding career before before you finish it up? Got to put a Canadian title on my belt. Got to. That's one thing that's. I feel like I'm probably a guy that's in contention for one. I've been for the last few years and just haven't been able to quite put her together. I think I just haven't quite been able to have the finals required to put one together. In my opinion, the best Canadian bull riders that are remembered, uh, they've they're wearing a Canadian title on their belt and. To me, that's gotta gotta do that. I'd like to put two or three, but guys, gotta do that. And that that's that's on each side too, because you could be, you know, last year I remember writing about it, and I, I thought you were the favorite to go and win both PBR Canada and the C, and the CPRA title. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of opportunity to do both, and you could do that this year this year instead. Yep, and I would. That'd be super cool. I don't. That'd be a cool thing to say that you won both one year and stuff. So yeah, you know what opportunities there last year obviously didn't work out but i guess if a person keeps putting themselves in position for that opportunity enough surely it'll work out one twice or three times <laughs> yeah yeah keep going well uh thanks for your time here jared this was a lot of fun we appreciate it and uh yeah well thanks for having me it's cool and cool thing so appreciate having me on here hey no worries we'll uh we'll catch up again here down the road somewhere man thanks again yeah we'll see you guys around all Thank right you. later jared awesome see you man yep bye
different, I don't know. Thursday night was just another fight. Wednesday, I thought everything I love that song. You like it? Pumps me up. I really <clears throat> became a big fan of Morgan Wallen after I seen him live a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah? Very good. Where did you see him live at a few weeks ago? That CCMA thing that was going on. They had a free like concert on the Friday night. And it was like oh, really? James Barker band, Morgan Wallen. Oh, really? Uh, Thanks for the invite. You weren't in town. You I was, was probably in Olds or no, somewhere else. Eh? You were... Friday? Friday? That Friday I was around maybe. Oh, I don't know. It was before I went... the Lupe Cup. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. But I just went, we just like heard about yeah, it. Yeah, right on. It was sweet, man. It, was, it wasn't busy. Like they were, Oh, yeah? Got really close to the stage. And yeah, he signed it. It was great. It was awesome. Okay, so update. Tanisha was at work. She couldn't talk. But we'll have an update on the next show. Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. See how that goes. <laughs> Jeez. I was nervous. Man, I was still sweating. nervous. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I get nervous that this is talking to girls. You do? Oh, all of that. Hey. What was that? I saw a video the other day that was you. Did you, you share it or yeah, something? Yeah, where yeah. you're like, this guy's just like walking up to chicks and just like, hey, so, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wearing his Heelys. Man, that's Wearing his Heelys. That's that one of my favorite great. videos ever. That He's was doing his sweet yo yo tricks. Yeah. So you want to see, you want to see some tricks? Yeah. <laughs> there she go, thy maiden, without giving me thy number. <laughs> You see, he's like 30 feet away from him. He's like, hey, so I was just wondering if I could like yeah. get your number. <laughs> yeah. Just practicing and then... Can relate. That's Swayze. Yeah. Oh, and then man. we just call the girl on the podcast. And yeah. You, I could just see him squirming over there and just... Oh, like, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, I can be fairly awkward sometimes. And like, oh, yeah, I just... Well, I hold on like anxiety. Everybody, everybody has anxiety. And then that was just... Yeah. <laughs> just like... Bah, 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 bah. Good times. How nervous were you during the Bachelor podcast? Was it like, were you freaking out? Uh, no. Not as nervous? No, because like, it was pre-planned. Yeah, I knew some of those girls before, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And looking back, it worked out for the better. Yeah. Yeah. No offense to anybody, but <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm doing good. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, shifting gears. Shifting more, gears. More of like what Just we, shifting her back. Yeah, to, we got to get, you know, get gonna, this train back we, on the track. We'd like to take a little bit of a tangent there. We got to get back <laughs> on track here. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the WRA for putting on a good finals. I worked their finals oh. a few weeks ago. Yeah, congrats. First was, first finals. Yeah, good, it was good, good work out there. They did an awesome job like production-wise. Like They yep. had a lot of contestants and a lot of events and a lot of extra stuff, and they got it done in a very good amount of time. Good news. Good yeah. to hear. So just shout out to WRA. You guys keep doing what you're doing. Good more, news. More rodeos and finals of that caliber should take note of what they're doing there. Everyone that puts on a semi-pro amateur rodeo finals, take note. Go to the Wild Rose, check it out, see what it's like. Yeah, it's good. They do they a good do, job. They do a great job. I haven't job. been in years, so I... It was great. Yeah. It's funny because... Well, it's not I fun. was in it's, Brooks. It, well, it's not funny. It's like... It could be bad. Like if one little thing can just set it. Like oh, it could they, be a could be a four hour rodeo. Oh, if you exactly. Have, yeah. With how much content they have, they've got to have a, you know, they've got to have a have a good show to make it entertaining still. Yeah, exactly. So no, mm-hmm. they do do a jam up job. So yeah, kudos to them. Good news, man. Good. You guys had fun. You and Dustin. We up did there. Good. No times. restaurants open past ten p.m. Oh yeah, Barhead. Life on the road, man. It's pretty it's, glamorous. It's, sometimes it's funny. It's funny. Like looking back. On my like, just my like journey through life so far. Oh, like when I first moved life well, journey. Well, it's my fir- when I first moved to Calgary. It's my first time ever living in a city, and I didn't like it that much because all the people and stuff. We got that's just in. We got a text from Tunisia. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, anyway, <laughs> didn't, didn't didn't love living in the city. So then, whatever, we're 
this is my fourth year now and like living downtown and oh yeah and i moved out and i love i love i love living in calgary it's nesters i (laughs) you guys got your wiener wiener dog she's nice eleanor she's a classy but it's cool just like i i really enjoy living in the city i got a good group of friends i got got lots he's rocking on on the lime scooters those are a lot of fun yeah and i'm like where i live i'm like like so much access to like some like there's so much to do and yeah. when, I, when I was in when I was in Barhead, I came to that realization because I grew up in a small, like around small town my whole life. Yeah, and that's what kind of what Barhead reminded me of. Yeah, and I was just like I wasn't happy. You didn't want it. You wanted to go back to the city. I had one bar of service. City life. <laughs> I had one bar of self service. First world problems with Wacy Anderson. I had to microwave meals every night. So hard, man. Oh, uh, it's definitely first world problems, <laughs> but it just it's just funny how how I've changed that way. Yeah, through my journey in life. Mm-hmm. Like if you would ask me that for you, you would have said that like. If we would have had this conversation four years ago, it would have been the exact opposite answer. Congrats. Yeah. Happy for you. Thanks, buddy. Happy for you. Thanks, dude. Do we have anything else to discuss on this show? No. I feel like we've shot our shots here and we're... Oh! <laughs> Definitely shot our shots. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I guess stay, we'll just call stay it Stay tuned. Episode 50, I guess, will be the update for Yeah, everybody. 50th. Still don't know what we're doing for that, but we have some time to decide, so... Uh, Might have a party. Well, yeah, everyone's invited. Yeah, yeah. So once we know, we'll let you know. And uh, yeah, but I was I was at Smithbilt last night, and we talked about it, and they said, "Come on down, we'll do it." So we yeah, I, 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 was, I went and seen. I seen Cody. I, no, I talked to Brian when I was there last time when I bought oh, yeah. that, and I was like, "Yeah, like we should, there should be a sweet place to do the pod." And he's like, "Yeah, come on down." Yeah, so we're gonna do it. We just gotta figure out a date. So when we know the date, we'll let the people know, and uh, we, we can, can come uh, meet some of the fans. That'd be cool. Do some pod, get some, meet col- you guys. get some good Cold Garden beers. Yeah, Dan was there last night too from Cold Garden. You yeah. met Dan from Cold Garden? Oh yeah, I've met that's, him a few times. That's now. who I worked with on my project at school. Oh yeah, right on. Yeah. Well, then you'll know Dan too, and we'll have we should invite Dan. We should, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but who who are we gonna have for guests? That's what I'm not sure about. Why don't yet. We talk to Brian. We can talk to Brian. He'd be a cool guy. To build talk to hats. Too. Be fun. He's built hats for like all stories. those movie stars and stuff. Yeah, we should just do that. Yeah, let's cool. do it. Okay, I'm in. All right, deal. I'll tell him. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks again, Jared Parsons, for taking the time. J Rock, be on the show, my boy. And uh, yeah, I'll catch up with you guys next time. This has been Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy, episode number forty nine. We will catch you next time. Oh, wrong thing. <laughs> I messed it up. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I gotta get the outro. You can't not have the outro. Oh, that's, that's important. Funny. I had a sweet tune lined up, courtesy ah, of my pal Richard Jones. That was karma. karma. Oh, here we go. Oh, but you gotta start it over again. It's gotta be like this. Yeah, there we go. Steely Dan rocking on episode forty-nine. Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> <laughs>